producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Back again like we never left. It's the Score North Taxi Squad. I am AJ Fredrickson. Alongside with me today is Jason Stormer and Artis Woods. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this fine evening? Amazing. Feeling great today. Just got back from Vegas from my homie's bachelor party. Ready to talk some football. We finally got some regular season ball to talk about. And it's against the Packers of all teams. So it's about to get spicy. But how you feeling, Jason? Do do I have permission? Yes. To talk? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm still sorry for <laughs> that egregious error last week, AJ. Really <laughs> am. Hope you can forgive me someday. Find it in your heart. We're all good. Okay. We cool. are all good. Okay. It's honestly like one of the most selfish on air things I've ever done <laughs> on like in my four years of working on radio and podcasts and doing stuff. So whatever. It's in the past now and we're yeah. moving on. Yes. It's Packer week and I want to kick some Packer butt. I'm going to be flat out honest with you. I, I just want to maul them. I really do. Because when you get them week one and I'm trying to remember how many times the Vikings have had the Packers week one. I feel like it's happened a little frequently the last few years. I remember Kirk Cousins' very first game was in Lambeau, and that was just a shootout of a game. Mm -hmm. That was fun. I watched that in an Eau Claire bar after my buddy's wedding, and so I was in enemy territory the whole time, sipping on Bloody Marys, and it was a great time. That was awesome. And then the very first game at U.S. Bank Stadium, regular season-wise, was against the Packers. It was Sunday night football. Your boy was in attendance. Sam Bradford was throwing that pigskin. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably your favorite Eagle quarterback of all time, right, Artis? Sam, Sam Bradford. Bradford. Sam Bradford, <laughs> yep. Because we, <laughs> we gave up, what, a first-round pick for him, right, back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, you did, you did. Yep. I mean, yeah, Sammy, was, he was okay. Yeah. He, he was okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's always fun when the Packers are in town and playing, but it's week one. We're all pumped and fired up because it's football. It's back. Yes. But it's the cheeseheads, man, the hated cheeseheads, and I want to melt them. I want to melt them so good. So, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I I'm ready. On that. I'm pumped. So, I definitely feel. You let's on talk that. about it now. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. Uh, let's get right into it without uh, beating around the bush too much. It's mm-hmm. a 3:25 kickoff yeah. this Sunday. Packers Vikings inside of U.S. Bank Stadium to get the season underway. What are some of the main storylines? Like, what are what are the main things that you two will be looking for? I have a couple of my own, but I uh, I'm anxious to hear kind of what you guys are maybe looking for to sit down on the couch, maybe crack a few beverages, and just watch some NFL football. Um, well, there's, I mean, there's a handful in this game for me for sure. Uh, first and foremost, Kevin O'Connell's new offense. Yes, I'm looking to see you know what that is looking like, how innovative it is, how much trickery there is. Um, how he tries to get Justin Jefferson involved in his football game, how much they run the football. I'm looking to see that as well because I know we've had an issue with running the ball a bit too much in the past. So I'm looking to see, you know, how much we pass the ball, what what that uh, what the difference is between the two seasons, between last year and this year when it comes to running the football. I'm looking forward to the Justin Jefferson and Jair Alexander matchup. Um, I'm expecting mm. Jair to be following Justin Jefferson for most of the game which should make things very interesting. I know Jair missed uh, most of last season. I forget what the injury was, but I know he missed um, most of last season, so I'm sure he's back this year ready to make a name for himself again as if he have as if he doesn't you know, as if he has to um because we all know who he is he's really um, good he's, he's very really, good. Really he's, good he's very good one of the best corners in the league so yeah. i'm looking forward to that matchup for sure um and i'm just looking forward to seeing you know how well the team 
it's gelling together. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing a more relaxed, more reserved football team that plays with a different level of energy, spunk, fire. So those are a couple a couple things that I'm looking forward to. Oh, last thing, I don't want to steal everything from you guys, but I do <laughs> want to point this out. I really want to see how that Packers offense looks without Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. I, I I I have to see it because like who is he? Who are you gonna go to? Who are you gonna go to? I know you got Robert Tanyan back, so that that helps a little bit. Um, I know you still have uh, what's the guy's name? The other receiver that they Randall have on Cobb. the outside, Randall Cobb <laughs> and um, Alan Lazard. I know yep. you still still have those guys, so you still got some guys that you trust, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you don't have Devontae Adams, who's probably the best receiver in football right now. So I'm really interested in seeing how that all plays out. But those are just my quick little thoughts on what I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, frankly, I am personally, even though I'm a huge Vikings fan, I'm not a Packers fan at all. I think I just made that very clear at the yeah. beginning of the podcast here. Sure. I am, frankly, a little bit more interested in the Green Bay wide receiver situation more than anything else in this game. I want to see what it looks like. Now Aaron Rodgers can make a star pretty much out of anyone because wasn't... Wasn't Devontae like a fifth round pick? Something like that. He was not. I forget which round, but I know he wasn't like It wasn't highly, very high. It wasn't yeah. very high. So, I mean, sure, like Devontae's made a name for himself. He put in all that effort. But, yeah, he had Rodgers to throw balls to him and stuff like that. So, I, I'm really interested to see. Alan Lazard should be the main guy. Should be the main guy. I know that this Christian Watson, I, I know he's had a little bit of injury situation this preseason in training camp. I don't know how 100% healthy he is, but... He might be gunning for the number two. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's gone, right? He's yes. in Kansas City now, mm-hmm. I yes. believe. Robert Tunyon, I mean. They w- do have Sammy Watkins, too, though. Oh, Sammy Watkins is on that team? They have Sammy yes. Watkins. Oh, my. Sammy Watkins wow. is a week one warrior. Yeah. He, he'll he'll <laughs> put up like 150 yards and three touchdowns and then not do anything the rest of the season. Yeah. This is true. Um, also, quick fact check on the show here because we love our our, our facts. It was, you were close oh. on Devonte Adams. Oh, second round. Oh my! Oh, okay. No, I was not close at all. <laughs> Why did I think he was a fifth round? Am I going to have to say you were close? I wonder if I <laughs> nah swing and a miss. Um, I wonder <laughs> if I oh, yeah. Sorry about that. S- sticking with the Green Bay Packers offense, two things I am looking forward to seeing there. We already kind of touched on with you guys saying, uh, you know, can Aaron Rodgers do it without Devonta Adams? I'm anxious to watch the wide receiver of Romeo Dobbs. Hmm. He's been flashing. He's I've been heard flashing, and then him and Aaron Rodgers have been like getting one-on-one personal lunches here throughout the oh. preseason. So, quick fantasy tip for everybody <laughs> out there: you might want to pick him up and stash him just in case. Uh, but I, I'm also anxious to see the running back tandem because I think we talk so much, especially in the NFC North, about the Dalvin Cook Alexander Madison duo, but. This Aaron Jones AJ Dillon duo, it, they're gonna they're gonna be leaned it's on. Probably I think, better. I don't think. I don't it's know about better. I think they are good. I, think, I, think, I, think, yes, I don't think it's probably better. <laughs> but I am anxious to see what they can do because they're gonna have to show that they can be better <laughs> because they don't have Devontae. They're gonna have so much of a of a workload now that because they can't throw it to Devontae Adams sixty five percent of the time or whatever it was last year. Mm-hmm. Right. You can. Probably bank on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both looking like they're carrying RB1 wor- uh, workloads for most of the season. So mm-hmm. if they stay healthy, that's going to be a very, very tough two-headed monster to stop if you're an NFC North rival. I would agree. I I definitely probably would give a little bit of a slight edge to A.J. Dillon being a little bit better than Alexander Madison. What do you guys think of that? But well, I, I think we're all in agreement that Dalvin Cook is better than Aaron Jones. Yeah, Dalvin sure. Cook is definitely better than Aaron Jones. I would not give... Uh, 
AJ, Dillon, you AJ do like you I. are high on Alexander Madison. Yeah, I, think, I respect I, that. Yeah, I yeah, think you like him. I think Madison is the best backup in the league. Yeah, I, I truly, said that. Yeah. I truly believe that. I think Dylan is maybe like, I think he might be a close second. I think he might mm-hmm. be a close second. Like if they lost Aaron Jones, I wouldn't think that the Packers are all of a sudden. All of a sudden, they can't run the football. Like no, they can still run the football. They still have AJ Dylan. AJ Dylan gives you the same feeling of having Alexander Madison in a sense where they, their offense can still run with the same level of or close to the same level of efficiency. But do I think he's a better overall back? I do not think he's a better overall back than Madison. I I, I just think Madison mm-hmm. is the full package, especially as a backup. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Fair enough. Um, frankly, what I did, guys, was like on for my just like prep for the show today was frankly, I just put together just a bunch of questions that mm-hmm. I had going into the season. Because frankly, uh, but and actually, I'm sorry, dude, artist, we are burying the lead. Your boy, Jalen oh. Rager. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. The Vikings got him for pennies on the dollar. And now he's going to come here and he is going to be the first round pick. He just couldn't be in Philly. Uh, do you want the floor to just. Talk about this for like as long as you want, because I know you got takes on Jalen Rager. I mean, so this is the thing about Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager was simply taken too high in the draft. I think I think that was the biggest mistake right there early on. If Jalen Rager had been a second or third round pick, he wouldn't be talked about as much. He wouldn't have as much pressure on him. And he was drafted at a time where the Eagles desperately needed another um, fast receiver. They needed somebody on the outside that could really spread the field, open the field up for guys like Alshon and people that, you know, guys, receivers that are bigger that can't really stretch the, the field out the same way. Um, the problem is he got here, and I don't want to use the word lazy because I don't want to put that on him, but, you know, he didn't finish a lot of his routes. He dropped a lot of passes. He made a bad, a lot of bad plays in crucial moments at the wide receiver position. We tried to put him on jet sweeps and stuff like that. Because that worked best for him at TCU. That didn't work very well. It was always a loss of yardage. And so we said, okay, well, he was a really good punt returner. He was a really, really good punt returner. So let's put him at punt return, right? So you put him as a punt returner. And what does he do? The ball is coming on a punt, and he's waving for a fair catch walking off because he's thinking the ball is going gonna, is gonna to bounce in the end zone, and it bounces at the 10, or it bounces at the 5, or he, he muffs the ball. It was just everywhere you turned, he just couldn't seem to catch a break, and he didn't help himself out much by all the talking he was doing mm. and the lack of, 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 of good hard route running. Like, he just didn't help himself out. I do think that simply he just he's not a receiver one he's not a receiver two and on a good football team at this point from what i've seen so far he's not a receiver three but i do think in a system where you have justin jefferson you have a guy like Kirk cousins throwing the football you have a kj osborne and a adam thielen that he could come in and be successful it's a new start for him um and he's coming in with he doesn't have nearly he doesn't have nearly as much pressure on him to be successful. So I think that he could be decent depending on his role. I think I don't I don't know if I would put him on special teams. I don't know if I would risk that because he his history so far in the NFL has not been the best. But as a receiver four, when you mm-hmm. want to run that spread offense, when you want to get a lot of receivers out there and confuse some people, when you want to take the top off the defense, I would I would put him out there for that and I think he'd be successful in that role. 
I think he's going to be our punt returner, though. That's because the best uh, we had to wave Amir Smith-Marset to make room for him. Uh, and he got claimed by the Bears, by the way. So we'll uh, watch that career with great interest. Um, I, I I really don't know his punt history. So I thank you for elaborating that on me further. Because, I mean, I was talking about how I was a little bit nervous about Amir Smith-Marset uh, muffing a couple mm-hmm. punts uh, in the preseason. Uh, I, I think he's the guy. Um, it's a buy-low move, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- this, 20, this 23 a, seventh rounder and a conditional 2024 fourth that could end up being a fifth round pick anyway. Right. So I think I think yeah. both Philadelphia and Rager needed a fresh start. Oh, I think yes. both of them are happy with this move. I think both of them are in a, a better situation for immediate success. But I mean, Rager, I mean, he, he had a lot of he screwed up a lot. Yeah, he screwed up a lot. And I, and I do think he's an explosive young player that can he can make plays when given the right opportunity if his head is on straight. But this is a guy, and oh my gosh, the, the play that sticks out to me the most <laughs> is in the postseason against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this, this past year. Mm-hmm. Down 17 to nothing, mm-hmm. you come out, you get a stop, you're looking to flip the field position. The Buccaneers punt the ball to the 50-yard line. Rager is standing probably five yards back from the football and reaches to try to catch the, the punt with his fingertips. Meanwhile, I forget who the defender was, but the defender is like in his lap waiting on him to touch the football. It's like a clear, don't touch the ball, let it land and let it roll wherever it is. Every other player is like waving the ball off, like, all right, don't touch it. He literally is like reaching to catch the football with his fingertips. And as soon as he touches it, he gets smacked, fumble, and the game is just, before I know it, the Eagles are down 31-0. So that's my last impression of Jalen Rager. I am not the biggest fan, but I do wish him the best, and I do think in this situation, I think he'll have more success in Minnesota. But just don't expect too much. Do not. Ex- I don't think you should expect too much from him. Christmas is coming up, right? You're going to get yes. you a Jalen Rager Vikings jersey for Christmas. Oh, my God. He's wearing number five, so at least he's wearing a cool number now. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, let, that me, is nice. let me ask you guys this. Who needed to get out of Philly more, Jalen Rager or Ben Simmons? <laughs> oh, Ben, ben, Simmons. Ben, Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. His yeah. was a bigger flub than anything Jalen Rager did. Yeah, I mean, as bad as Jalen Rager played, he didn't quit. He didn't just quit and say, I'm not <laughs> playing football anymore for the season. Like, nah, that's that's just nah. Unacceptable. Okay. Unacceptable. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. By a low move, he'll get a couple reps. I, I mean, I don't think he'll threaten KJ Osborne. I think with how good KJ has been showing out at camp and in the preseason again, like, I'm pretty sure like that. Wide receiver three is pretty much locked down with KJ. And I think the Vikings want to give him as many opportunities as possible. But if they, if they can get something out of him, that's, that's anything. But I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overly hopeful that he's going to flash a ton for all the reasons you totally just laid out artists. um, Yeah. And and you know what? I I really wonder, he did answer this question. Obviously like it was an elephant in the room. Reporters did. They had to ask it like, what's it going to be like being Justin Jefferson's teammate now? Like, because that's kind of like, yeah, like you were living in a shadow before. And now you literally are because you're on the same team as him. But yeah. he, he totally like brushed it off. I think I think no matter what for that guy, he just sounded like he just wanted to get out of Philly, yeah. get a new opportunity. Um, I don't know if he was like being a good trooper throughout training camp in the preseason. Obviously, he was with the team all time. I didn't hear too much about like him being like terribly unhappy with his situation. But no. But still, I mean, those Philly fans... 
they they will they, you, they you, will let you know when you are doing bad. Yeah, I they mean, really will he, he more had, so than others. Yeah, he he had so many moments that got to a point where it's like I think everybody in Philadelphia media that I saw was like he has to go. Yeah. That was his last play. <laughs> like yeah. the muff punt in the playoffs, it was like why is he? <laughs> it was like why is he still here? Why he he has to go? So, but like I said, I think put it. Hey, give him, put him in some trickery like plays. You know, put him in some plays where he's running a fly, stretching out that defense. Yeah, I think he can be a factor from a player or two perspective um, with this offense. I really do. And Kirk is, I think he's a better passer of the football than Carson, and he's definitely a better passer of the football at the moment than Jalen Hurts too. Mm-hmm. So you are catching a ball from a quarterback who's throwing a, a better ball to you as well. Mm-hmm. So there are some different factors in there that that work in his favor for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, especially if, you know, just things don't really work out in other positions because we're kind of worried about Herb Smith and the tight end depth there. So I really do want that's why I was again, not to bring Amir Smith, Amir Smith, Marset too back in, much into the conversation. But I was really hopeful that he was going to be, you know, that guy just in case, you know, Irv starts a little bit slow or we have to maybe use more tight ends possibly. But, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, so some other questions that I just I wrote down, I wrote down like a thousand questions here. I tried to get as many on Let's offense, as many on defense. And I, I can just I mean, we don't have to go too far into these. We can just give our just basic summarizations of joke of just like what we think of, you know, what might happen this season and what we think of positions and other things and how like the coaching staff and the front office is going to handle everything. Mm-hmm. So like the first thing I want to ask you guys, and I know we've kind of talked about it before, but just really like. How much better, at least in this first game, at least we can say, do we really expect Kirk to be? You know what I mean? We're all expecting him to take this leap leap with KOC, but like how much of one? And, um, you know, I'm pretty confident that I actually, you know, if Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander is really locking down things, this will be a really interesting first test uh, having against the Packers. But really, are we are we going to get much different Kirk this season, guys? What do you think? I I think we're gonna get a a different elevated like next step Kirk mm-hmm. who's gonna look looser he's gonna yeah. look cleaner he's gonna look like he's probably having fun playing football mm-hmm. which which is I think what we all want to see uh, but I don't think we can just say it's gonna happen first snap of the game right like they're gonna drive and, down the field right. and he's gonna have eighty passes because that's what I'm and, wondering people are thinking that it's just gonna be happening right away and I'm just maybe kind of here to like maybe temper expectations a little bit it might be a slower process than we think you know you gotta remember that we didn't see them at all in the preseason Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they've been knocking off the rust as much as they can and then they play arguably their biggest rival week one Mm -hmm. it's not gonna just be a magical transition where they're gonna go out there and he's gonna have a perfect passer rating and three touchdowns and all this stuff it's gonna look rough for the first quarter or two i I think so i maybe even most of the game it Mm -hmm. really depends because I, I, I see a lot of stuff where, like, he said, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a change here and there. And blah, blah, blah. and then you see, like, Adam Thielen, who's a veteran wide receiver, being like, this is some of the most complicated offense right. stuff that I've had to do in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe Kirk's just that much better at grasping offensive mm-hmm. schemes and whatnot. But um, it, it's a change. It's a brand-new playbook. It's a brand-new look. You're going from Mike Zimmer that was a let's pound the, let's pound the rock and let's – win the game in the trenches and let's play defense mm-hmm. to Kevin O'Connell who, you know, he he just was a part of a squad that won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's been there. He's done that. He 
has this new kind of new school offense and he wants to air the ball out and he's got weapons. So I bet you it's like a kid in a candy store. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of let's really let, let's yeah. I want to reel it in a little bit. If they look bad the first game, maybe a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm allowing people. As soon as you get past week two, if it still looks bad, by all means, fire away. But if we have one or two snap or one or two offensive drives, and all I see on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram is, oh, I cancel the season, blah, blah, but they look terrible. Why did you, O'Connell out? Blah, blah, blah. Stop. Take a deep breath and relax because it's going to be a rough time. Mm-hmm. The first drive or two might not look great. But it's it's going to come around. I have faith in Kevin O'Connell. Mm-hmm. This new regime, this new look, they're going to get the job done. It's just a matter of let's let them. Let, you you can't put on shoes and expect the guy to sprint. You got to lace it up, <laughs> and that takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm with AJ. If if they were playing against a team that had been playing together from the offensive perspective for a long time, mm-hmm. I really think that. Just for this specific game, I really believe that the Packers missing Devontae Adams is a big deal in so many different ways because I can see the Packers offense starting really rusty, the Vikings being able to flip field position and being able to score points early and then being able to get hot early. Mm -hmm. Now, um, they play against a team like the Saints or Philadelphia or they play against a team, just a team that has played together for a while and they know how they're going to run their offense and they know who their go-to guys are mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's putting more pressure on the Vikings defense. Then I can see that offense struggling a bit when they got to march the ball from their their own 10 all the way down to a touchdown or march the ball down from, the, from, from their own 20. But I can see situations where the field is flipped and they're starting from – the Packers 49 yard line and they get an early touchdown or, you know, things of that nature because the Packers offense starts out kind of slow. I don't view Aaron Rodgers as a turnover guy. Um, He's never really been a turnover guy, but for this specific game, because guys remember last season when they, (laughs) last season, the Packers looked awful the first game. Awful. Against the Saints. They, they were yeah, the terrible. Saints, right? Oh my gosh. They were was abysmal. that like 38 to 3 or yes. something? And that was with Devontae Adams. That's with, again, them not playing much preseason time. It's just, I know this is different because they're playing the Vikings and it's a division rival and there's a different element to that, to the, this type of game. But I could see something similar happening again simply because. They haven't played much preseason football either, and they're missing their number one pass catcher, the mm-hmm. number one pass catcher in all of football. Mm-hmm. And so as long as the Vikings defense steps up and holds their own, which I believe they will, I think the offense will be pretty solid this game. I okay. think they'll I think they'll be kind of hot this game. But after this game, <laughs> I think it gets a little <laughs> dicey once you start to play teams that kind of know what they're doing mm-hmm. with the, with their offense. And they have their go-to guys. Like they don't like the Packers are going from having the best receiver in the league. My bad, I'm going on. No, no, you're good. I like it. I like it. Uh, the Packers Better are going from me. having the best receiver in the league to um having to go to Alan Lazard, who is he a top 15 guy? Is well, he a top out. 20 guy? Is he a top 30? You know what I mean? It's there's a big there's a big difference there, and Aaron Rodgers has to figure that out early on in camp. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, or early on in the season. This might be a weird question, but is there a better game for the Vikings to start off with than the Packers at home? Because it's the ultimate let, test. Let, let, well, no, I'm not going to say that even the ultimate test. I'm going to say 
because one, it's a rivalry game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you want to start the season well, so you're going to have that energy, and you're going to have the fandom there, and everybody's going to it's going to be bananas inside from US both fans. sides too, sure. yes. both teams because Packer fans show out. They definitely you. show up, yeah. But the reason why I think that this is about as good of a matchup as you can have Week One for the Vikings is we know what the defense for the Packers is able to do. They're great. They are good. They're very good. And now you have the offense that can compete with a defense like that. On the flip side of things, you have one of the best quarterbacks, like talent-wise, maybe in NFL history over there. He doesn't have the weapons that he's had for, what, years now? You know, Yeah, this is probably his weakest score in a long time. He's got the but running he's got back. These, but, yeah, best running backs but he's ever had, for sure. This is a game where maybe the offense, they don't have to be lights out. The defense— That's your point. The defense is—all yeah. we've yeah. heard is, like, Zadarius Smith looks great. Daniil Hunter is going to be out there looking great. They might be able to get to the offense of the Packers, and yes. all they have to do is get some stops, yep. really frustrate them, and then yeah. you know the Vikings offense with this new look, they might be able to go out there and get that time to knock the rust off and really settle into the groove, and maybe 21 points wins it, maybe 14, maybe 17 wins it. I think it's going to be more than that. Um, yeah, sure. But yeah, you you're not going to go into a game where it's like let's say the Lions. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play the Lions week one. <laughs> you don't overlook them. Yeah, because that 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 explains <laughs> everything to go wrong. And the thing is, let's say it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's say you lose. Ah, it's the Packers. We know how good they are. They're 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 division favorite. They're Super Bowl. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's okay. We're going to bounce back with that. You just get ready. Just get ready for week two. That's fine. If you lose to the the Lions week one, oh, cancel the man, season. Man, <laughs> man, man. Coach Quasi, yeah, yeah. get out. Judd's gonna tweet twenty times. Yeah. So get on TikTok. It'll be brutal. No, I. Unless you look so bad, mm-hmm. you put up six points. You kick if if all you score is field goals, then we're gonna have a have we're gonna have to have a conversation. But if you put up fourteen or seventeen and you lose twenty eight to seventeen, that's nah, it's okay. We'll get we'll get them down the road. We're gonna pick up a couple games here. We it was week one. We can we don't need to worry about it. I I think week one Packers. The only it's tough that it's at home, but I think that's better for the sake of it, just because I feel like the fans are probably gonna be a little more understanding, um, and not get on them as much. So I this I. It's almost a win-win. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you lose, it's okay, as long as you don't lose in an embarrassing fashion. If you drop a close one, it, I'm not gonna. It's not okay in the sense <laughs> that like you lost the game. It's okay that you're gonna be able to bounce back a lot easier against a uh, you know from a loss to the Packers than if it was the Lions or if you're taking on if, for Chicago. whatever reason like the Bears or even like you know the Texans or something like something stupid like that. You know it, it, they're a good team, but they're beatable. Oh, they yeah. are definitely beatable, and this is a year that the Vikings, I think, are going to take that step to maybe go back yeah. and win the NFC North again because of this new offense and the defense has gotten a little bit of a new look and all this stuff. So I, I like the matchup week one for them uh, in terms of just like overall the overall scheme of things. I was seeing this morning on uh, Good Morning Football NFL Network. I swear, like pretty a much their entire picked... their panel was picking the Vikings. I know. Yeah. No, for sure. Kyle Brandt and uh, who's the Minnesota gal that's now? Uh, Kay Adams. Kay, no, no, no. Um, the new ho- Kay Adams is gone now. Now it's somebody else, but she's from here. After Jamie Erdahl. Jamie Erdahl. Yeah, Erdahl. Jamie Erdahl. I saw that she picked her too. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
we talk about, I mean, the Vikings and the Packers are in very similar situations where they have a ton of questions on offense, right? For different reasons, obviously. Rodgers and the drama filled with all of that, and then a whole new regime over here in Minnesota. But if we frame the issues and stuff like that, the Vikings issues are a little more optimistic than the Packers ones are. Because we're thinking that KOC can reinvigorate Kirk. He can bring new life to a team that was maybe behind modern NFL offenses and stuff. And so there's more. There's questions, but it's questions about a team that is, I think, perceived as on the rise. Right. I think we're all agree with that. The Packers, I think, sure, they got still a pretty young defense still with Rashawn Gary. I know Jair, he's what, like 27, something like yeah, that. Jair's he's still, still really, young. really young. Um, they have that other linebacker, too, that's really, really good. Um, I forget his name. He, I think it's not Preston Smith, something else. Anyway, so I think that um, eventually, you it know. It is Preston Smith. It is Preston Smith. There's yeah, another Preston one, Smith. too, who was an all-pro, and I forget his name. Uh, Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell, thank yeah. you, who I believe went to the University of Minnesota. So anyway. There's questions for the Packers, too, but it's less optimistic. It's wondering, like, how really is this going to work? Who's going to step up here? And so I think both teams are kind of colliding on the kind of like a same level of issues. But frankly, guys, I don't think Aaron Rodgers really likes playing too much in U.S. Bank Stadium. I know it's indoors and I know it's perfect conditions for any quarterback to ask for. But, you know, ever since, like, even that first game I was talking about way back in 2016, the very first game, Rodgers didn't really have that great of a game Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2016 against Sam Bradford. And obviously, I mean, I mean, I don't want to look too into it, too much into it, but the man broke his collarbone at U.S. Bank Stadium, too, and it cost him an entire season, cost him more time than he's ever missed in his career. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I think, like, both teams are pretty even playing field right now in terms of just, like, the questions they have. And that might work towards the Vikings' favor, at least in this first week. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think the key thing right now, just focusing on this thing one week at a time, it's definitely going to work in their advantage for week Mm -hmm. one. Now, what I will say, though, is the one thing that the Packers do have in their favor, obviously they have Aaron Rodgers, but they have, without Devontae Adams, now it's a little harder to game plan for them because now he can spread. You don't know who he's going to now. Right. You and it's week one, too. We exactly. don't have any frame of reference. That's that's the other thing. Like exactly. We're just totally going like, into this dark. We don't know who he likes and who, who he doesn't. Exactly. Who's going to get all these targets now? And it's a lot harder to game plan for a team, as crazy as it sounds, um, for a quarterback as elite as Aaron Rodgers is, who's who can now just spread the ball around to everybody instead of just giving Devontae Adams 20 targets a game. Right. Um, even though Devontae, obviously, there was an issue. You know, you got an issue trying to guard Devontae Adams even with the 20 targets. But it does kind of make you a little nervous now because it's like, okay, this, this may, in a way, kind of unleash Aaron Rodgers a little bit more, which sounds crazy because the man's <laughs> coming off, what, two back-to-back MVPs? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, now you don't really know who he's going to go to. I mean, like AJ says, Sammy Watkins could go crazy for week oh, one. He's a speedster. That'd be wonderful. He could kill you on the outside. <laughs> that'd be so much fun. <laughs> we know the relationship he has uh, between him and Randall Cobb. Yeah, he uh, loves so, Randall Cobb, um, man. I think that the rookie that they have, why am I blanking on this name right now? Uh, Christian uh, Watson? Christian Watson. Or, or the other guy, too, the Dobbs Watson. kid. Dobbs is good, too, but I was yeah. thinking Watson. Uh, I think Watson is going to be pretty good. I think... Uh, I heard Aaron Rodgers raving about him, too, that he's yeah. just a different receiver that they haven't had before. And then, you know, you can always open up things in the screen game, too, with Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. So 
that does work in their favor. I think the Packers are going to be a dangerous team later on in the season. Once Rodgers gets that trust amongst his his receivers, I think they're going to be a little more dangerous towards the back half of the season. And that's why it's going to be important for the Vikings to finish strong as well in order to win a division. But for this specific game, I just don't think he's going to come out Guns blazing, especially since though I think the Vikings defense did improve in the offseason. I think they got guys that can get to the passer, like AJ said, and rough things up a little bit, make it hard, frustrate them. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they could be in for a tough game. Yeah. Especially yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. Then yeah, Rogers, you know, he might need to get in the swing of things too. He might really not I mean, I think we always question how invested he is in football anyway. So we'll see how invested he is um coming up too. But you know what? You know what, guys? I am so excited, so excited to see if Zadarius Smith gets to feast in oh, this game yeah. against his old team. Of course, reporters were asking about it, like, you're you're ready to go up against them? And he, you know, he, he humbly played it off, like, don't worry, I'm good, we're cool. But the way he's been hyped up in training camp, I know that the back issues were something that everybody's been talking about with him, making sure that's good to go, and back problems in the NFL, that's pretty tough. Man, if he's going to have any type of coming out party, welcome to Minnesota, welcome to the Vikings. He is getting the most ample opportunity possible, and I think he's ready. And I think Daniil Hunter is ready, too, because Daniil definitely has something to prove after these two lost seasons. He really does. And all indications are that he's pretty much good to go, too, but, you know, we got to see it to believe it. But, man, if there is going to be a game this season where I really want these guys to just absolutely feast, then I think the crowd will be energized. They'll play the Gallerhorn. It'll be energetic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully, A-Raj will, you know, be rattled and stuff, even though he probably won't be. Man, I want to just see Zadarius just take off. I really do. I and think, I think he will. Yeah, I think he's going to have to. Um, I think um, he's going to have to have a big game. I think Daniil Hunter is going to have to have a big game. Mm-hmm. I think this. I think them getting to Aaron Rodgers is probably the biggest key of the game. I really do. Mm-hmm. Especially with um, the young receivers that he has, that Aaron Rodgers has. The last thing you want to do is give him all day to sit back there and right. eat his lunch and you know, call his girlfriend and, you know. Does he have a girlfriend right now? No clue. I just threw that out there. Who knows? Um, but, uh, <laughs> so you know. Rom- he's such a romantic. Yeah, I'm always uh, always romantic. Oh, but anyway, um, the last thing you want to do is give him all day back there in the pocket. You want to pressure him as much as possible to make him throw as uncomfortable as possible and make those receivers as uncomfortable as possible as well. So I think they're going to have to, if they don't get to him, then. Right, maybe all bets are off. In all honesty, and I'm pretty sure I heard that Batiari is on track to play for the Packers. I know that he missed a chunk of last season. I don't remember what the injury is. I know he's their left tackle and he's very vital to the offensive line. And I feel like he's been there for a long, long time. David Batiari. Yeah, it does um, say he's on. He had some type of knee issue, knee but issue. he is on track to play. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. I mean, if he's not 100%, that could work to the Vikings' favor. Because um, I know Daniil, I mean, if you look at the Vikings' depth chart right now on their website, it says he is an outside linebacker. Mm. So I don't really know if that's on the left side or the right side. Um, if I remember correctly, and I know that this is a 3-4 defense and Ed Donatel switching out things a little bit, I'm pretty sure Daniil was mostly a left end so far in his career with Mike Zimmer's defense. That sounds familiar to, yeah, to you guys, right? Yeah. And so... I don't know what him being a linebacker potentially Looks could like. mean. I'm excited to find out. Um, but it's a 3-4 defense, so I guess if you're going to pick anybody who could be versatile enough to also play a linebacker position, I guess it you know it wouldn't 
I guess it would be Daniil. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. If and you know maybe they will still line him up, just like three linemen on the on the line, and he'll still get some play on the left end and stuff. You like gotta that. be you gotta be versatile. Yeah. You can't you can't give a guy like right. Aaron Rodgers the same look over and over right. again. So and, they gonna they yeah. gonna switch it up. They, and, they and gonna have to. And that's been his bread and butter's entire career. So you still want to give him maybe some looks like that. You don't want to keep him back too much. I would assume. I mean, the man's made a living being a left end and stuff like that. So yes. you got to mix it up a little bit if if he's able to do so. Which by all indications he is. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm intri- intrigued to, uh, also in this game because obviously Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, top tier running backs, about the best running back tandem you're going to face in the NFL besides us with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison or Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt out in Cleveland. Oh, I'm, I forgot about that tandem too. It, yeah, that's a also really a great good, tandem. If, if Kareem Hunt stays on that team, I know didn't he? He requested a trade, but did he like? rescind it or something I, I'm after not, you realize, eh, probably not going to get traded. <laughs> I'm not sure, honestly. I'm not so, sure off the top of my head. So, both are really good either way. It's a great backup running um, back too, actually. Sheesh. I'm excited to see the new guy, Harrison Phillips, guys. Mm. I really am because the run defense last year, man, that was just a huge problem. I know, um, I think Delvin Tomlinson played uh, most of the season, actually. He may have missed a game or two. Michael Pierce, he missed a significant amount of time and he never just seemed like he could get much of a rhythm or anything like that. Um, so I'm very interested to see how Phillips will tandem with Tomlinson this time around. Again, this is a pretty dang good test to see how your run de- defense is doing. And that was probably, I mean, we talk about the secondary for the Vikings, but actually it's probably the run defense was probably an even bigger problem for the Vikings last year. They were getting gushed in ways that I haven't seen since, I don't know, like 2013 or 14 before Mike Zimmer got around here. It, it was pretty bad. So if they can shut down those guys, if they get nothing off the middle, I mean, you know, give or take, you know, maybe whatever Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon might get mixed in with the passing game, mm-hmm. you might you might just not be able to help that kind of stuff. But man, I want I want both these guys to have like less than fifty yards. To be honest with you, uh, if yeah, that if that can ideal. happen, I I will lead the parade down Hennepin Avenue myself. If that's <laughs> the case, I really will. Um, how optimistic I am about that. I really don't know. Again, this is an incredible tandem of running backs. They will get theirs. And again, if Rodgers ain't too confident about his passing game, he will rely on those backs. He, he really will because they've gotten done gotten it done for him before. Yeah, they have. Mm-hmm. They got it. We we gonna see. I don't. I don't. You can't shut down everything. No, you can't. You, you can't no, shut down everything. No. And I think for me. I will be more so focused on our outside corners, getting in the chest of those young receivers mm-hmm. and making it difficult and just getting that that pass rush in on Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, you don't want them to run the ball for 150 yards, you know, obviously. But no, if that's the case, we will lose. Right, we right. Will lose. But and and I guess they could come they could game plan to, to run the ball more than pass the ball just for this first game because he doesn't have the trust amongst the young receivers. Even though I don't see that happening, it actually will be a pretty smart idea, especially for a home game in Minnesota. But I don't. I just. I see them coming out trying to air the ball. It's, yeah. it's Aaron Rodgers. I see. The, I see him trying to come out and throw for three fifty, like just to show. <laughs> like I. I own the Packers and I own the Vikings too. Like I just. I. I just see him coming out with that type of <laughs> mindset and attitude. So, I, they. They. They do need to make sure the run game is is shut down. But I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna run the ball thirty times or even twenty five times this upcoming game. I think it's gonna be a pass happy. I think it's going to be a pass-happy game in general on both sides of the ball. It'll be fun. That's what I want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I, I would like to do like a prediction, like score, score prediction at some you point. But it. first, before we get to that, um, the line for this Sunday 
Green yes. Bay are one and a half point favorites on the road against the Vikings. What do you guys think of that? Is that fair? Is that foul? Is uh, is that right on the money? One and a half. One um, and a half. Points. I think it's fair, and I think it's fair because they have Aaron Rodgers, and this was a this was a playoff team last year. This was a team that was, if I'm not mistaken, the number one seed in the NFC last year. Um, they were dominant. They've been dominant for a while. They've 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 been the best team in the NFC North for a while. And so I could definitely understand them being a favorite. I'm glad the spread isn't like four, five, six, yeah. seven. I can deal with one and a half because it does show that most people are like, no, this is going to be a tight one. And and what it shows me is people think it's going to be a tight game, but all else prevails. Aaron Rodgers will save the day is what people are gonna, are thinking. They have Aaron Rodgers and we don't is what right. people are thinking. And, you I know, for the first game of the season, I, I'm not going to dispute that. No. I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. Yeah, I'm not too mad about that. That seems pretty fair. It, it's not egregious either one way. If that if that even gotten, like, to the threes, I'd be like, okay, you're probably, like, pushing it just a little bit. But, yeah. honestly, I, I think the consensus nationally, and obviously Vegas has got a little bit more inside trading than we ever will, but I think, honestly, a lot of people think that this is the Vikings' division to take this year. Yes. And I think this potentially reflects that. I mean, obviously, home crowd, U.S. Bank Stadium will be rocking. But, yeah, I just I, I just think both of these teams are nationally perceived as pretty even right now. And I think it could go either way. I mean, I even think this game could go either way. Like, if we, I'm sure we're all going to give our predictions of what we think the actual game is. I'm still thinking about that prediction in my head because this will be a close game. I really think that this is pretty much on the money, mm-hmm. no pun intended. But, uh, geez, I might need to flip a coin by the end of the show to actually make my uh, my prediction here. Uh, the over-under, though, I mean, always bet the over, gentlemen. I always bet the over. What kind of <laughs> cold life and do you live if you ever bet the under? Right. 47. 47, so, you know... 20 some here, 20 some there. Twenty Like, that's 23 and some change on both sides. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. t- like 24, 23. Something like that. So, you know, I, I think... Viking Packer games typically can be a little bit more of a shoot 'em out than that. Definitely. But um yeah, go ahead. If it was me, I would go under. First week of the season. Uh, he doesn't hmm. he doesn't have the weapons um as much. I don't know. I don't I think it'll be a lower scoring game. Um in terms of the the line though, it's gonna come down to a kicker, essentially, is what that's saying. Like mm-hmm. so who who's more prone to win slash lose the game for their team? Oh. Mason Crosby oh. or Greg Joseph. Wow. Dang. When Crosby is when he explodes, he explodes, man. Yeah. Like he is like when he does bad, like he is damn near cuttable when he's he'll miss like four kicks. I think he 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 definitely had one of those kind of games the last two seasons. High scoring he, Packer in franchise history. That's true. That's true. Um Wow. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. yeah. Who's second? I bet like Ryan Longwell's second on that list or something like that. Look it up. Kickers are always the highest list on any ever any every NFL team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the Vikings also, I think uh uh, I forget the kicker in the 90s. I think he's the highest point getter in Vikings history. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I just, man, I, again, I take it back to that game I mentioned a few years ago, Kirk's mm-hmm. very first game at Lambeau. That thing was a shootout game. I remember, too, I just saw on social media because it was like the four-year anniversary of it, that ball he had to Adam Thielen to tie the game with like yeah. 30 seconds left, just dropped it in perfectly. He had a guy, he literally had a guy like right in his face, too, and he dropped it in. Yeah. And so I, I won a high-scoring affair, but... And, and again, you know, I, I got to think about this, too. Neither quarterback played in the preseason. Neither right. got any reps. There will definitely be some rust to knock off. And I don't know. 
Did the Packers do a joint practice too? I don't know if they did. I believe they did. They did? But okay. don't quote me on okay, it. Okay, so if, if that is the case, then they got very valuable reps. Because, I mean, those 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 training camp practice or those practices that they do, those might be more valuable than preseason games at this point. Um, so should we put our money where our mouth is? Should we predict this thing? Should we do it? Yeah, let's you do it. You guys ready to do it? Artists, you start, start man. Off. Yeah, please. Thank you. So I think really quick, I just want to reiterate my little keys for the game. <laughs> I think, number one, you got to get to Aaron Rodgers. Don't give him all day in the pocket. If you got to dial up a couple blitzes here and there, do so. I think you need to play a little bit of press defense on the outside, get in these young receivers' faces, make things tough, make it make it hard for them to catch footballs. I know this year that the NFL is really going to hone in on um, defense, uh, uh, secondary penalties, things like uh, pass interference and holding and that type of stuff. We'll make mm-hmm. them call those penalties. Make them call them in Minnesota. That's, okay. that's what I say. Um, make this game – I won't use the word dirty because that's not the right word. But make it as, like, gritty as I think you possibly can. I think you have a really good shot at winning this game. I think on offense, I think you should target the middle of the field a little bit more than the outside, surprising enough. Hmm. Get Irv Smith involved a little bit more in this game because I don't think they'll see that coming. I think they expect you to go to Justin Jefferson as much as possible, which means Jair Alexander will be waiting and he's an elite, an elite corner. And as much as I love Justin Jefferson, guys, don't take this the wrong way. Jair is just as elite at his position, which could create some issues if you're trying to force feed him the ball all game long. So I'm throwing the ball down the middle of the field a little bit more. I'm getting um, Irv Smith involved. I'm getting KJ Osborne involved. I know um, who's their slot corner. Uh, I'm trying to think, trying to think off the top of my head here. The Packers slot the corner. Packers slot or- corner. Oh, because he had a great he had a great AJ year. Stokes? Past year. I think it's a, is it Rasul? It might be Rasul Douglas. Rasul Douglas. Isn't, there a, Stokes, is Rasul. isn't there a Stokes There's kid a... too? Stokes, yeah, Stokes plays in the slot. Okay, some as well, but I think Rasul sees a bit of the slot. Okay. They both see a bit of the slot, and some of, they both see a bit of the outside. Okay, I'm testing them both. I'm testing them yeah. both, especially in the slot in the middle of the field. Um, I think if you do those things, I think you give yourself a really solid chance for a Greg Joseph field goal at the end of this football game. I think they do do those things. I think Aaron Rodgers comes out. He struggles in the beginning of the game, and he gets hot towards the end, but I don't think it's enough. And I think the Vikings get within field goal range, kick a field goal, 21 to 0. Minnesota Vikings throw them off. We have a parade. Wait, did you say 21 to 0? Or 21, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 21 to 20. Oh, 21 come to 20. On. No, 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 no. My bad, y'all. My no, bad. No, he meant the 21. first one, everyone. He meant the first one. My bad. <laughs> I said oh, to 0. Predicting no. a shutout? That no, would be that crazy. Been bold. That would be crazy. That. But no, 21 like to 20. My bad. 21 to 20. <laughs> uh, game winning field goal. Care to add an extra layer to that and tell me how much the yardage is on that field goal? Make it 50. Come on. 47. 47. Okay. I'll take that. 47. I'll take that. All right. 47. I like that. All right, Age. What do you got? I'll just kind of cut right to the chase here. I think it's going to be. Well, midway through, yeah, you know, you know how like you make a decision and then you're like, <laughs> you in the drive through line? This yeah. is you in the drive through line. I know line. exactly what I want. And then I, and then they and then they say, Hi, can I take you? I'm like, I need a minute. I need a minute. I I know I know what I wanted when I got in my hey car. Man, I'm here like, all night, so you got all day or all night in this case. And my I'm shift gonna, ends at 5 a.m. I'm though, gonna so. sound like a hypocrite because I just said I'm gonna bet the under. I'm not going to now. Now that I'm not thinking <laughs> now about you it. thought about it. Talk them into it. I'm thinking about Talk it. Talk them into it. I'm gonna say 
Hmm, I'm going to say 27-24 Packers. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. I think it's going to come down to a last second kick. Okay. But I think it's going to be a close con. This is going to be one of those games where, in my opinion, I think it's going to be come Monday or Tuesday, you know, after the week one's finally done, everybody's going to look and say, you know what? Maybe that L.A. Rams-Bills matchup isn't the one that we should have been talking about all this often mm. for week one. Packers-Vikings, that is an instant NFL classic. Back and forth, you know, hated rivalry. Just what a stage for week one. I know you got that high-powered offense in Buffalo, and you got the reigning Super Bowl champs in L.A. facing off, but I think Packers-Vikings is going to be that, wow, what a game. Mm. What okay. a game. That's going to be that witching hour game. Ooh, um, yes, everybody's like, ooh, nah, they, let's get going for this one. So uh, I, I think I think the Packers are going to take it, unfortunately. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Me I'm too. wrong. Me too. Uh, but I got, I got Packers 27, Vikings 24. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure we'll get, like, the main broadcast crew from Fox, too. We'll get the main ones. I'm, I'm guessing so. that'll be, a, what do they call it, America's Game of the Week or something like that. It might be, yeah. No, that's well, not No, true. it might be Dallas. That it's, game might be Dallas. Are, are, are the Cowboys playing? Because They oh. play that night. They play Tampa. Oh. So that might be Game of the Week. Okay. I'm, well, I'm, either way. Who who is even on Fox now? Because Buck and Aikman are gone. I don't even know who their broadcasters are. Even is more. Romo no or CCBS? Romo CBS with uh, Jim Nance. Hello, friends. Mm. Welcome to Augusta National for mm. the 2022 Masters. I love Jim Nance. Okay, uh, my prediction. Nah, I know what I want because I use apps in the drive-through line. So we're not gonna dilly dally here. No, none of that. None of that. Twenty-eight. 24, your Minnesota Vikings get the win over the hated Green Bay Packers. I think there's more question marks for the Packers offense actually going into this game than the Vikings. Again, I talked about which ones are more optimistic. Uh, I think the Vikings questions are more optimistic as opposed to the Packers ones. Aaron Rodgers. A notorious slow starter. He's got to get in the swing of things, man. He's got to get down from that ayahuasca high. I get it. He's just got to calm down a little bit, get in the vibe of everything. It's going to be a hostile environment at U.S. Bank Stadium, even though there will be plenty of cheese heads there making their presence felt. I just think there's just going to be a little bit more to overcome for the for the Packers in this game as opposed to the Vikings. And I just think that we've and we've been talking about it all show. I just think the Vikings are in a more motivated situation than the Packers. The Packers are coming off three incredible seasons, three incredible highs where they were number one overall seeds, going to NFC Championship games. I believe LaFleur uh, has a better record in his first three seasons than Lombardi at this point, which doesn't even seem humanly possible. So would I be shocked if the uh, the Packers found a little complacency this season now that Aaron Rodgers' biggest target is gone and he maybe not find a lot of trust in his new receivers? Obviously, you know, we got 17 games to figure that all out, and I might be eating my words on that later. But I just think here sitting week one with this game just mere days away, I just think the Vikings do have the edge. And again, speaking on the defense, again, I think Zadarius is going to play hungry. I'm mm-hmm. excited for that. If Batiari is not 100%, that's going to bode well very much for the Vikings. Hopefully they can feast on that. Um, one thing I did want to mention, I almost hit my microphone there, excuse me. Um, one thing I am concerned, though, that Aaron Rodgers may exploit that we haven't mentioned his name yet is Chandon Sullivan as the Vikings slot corner. Now, I do hope eventually Andrew Booth does take over that uh, that eventually, but, oh, shoot, what was the name of the Vikings cornerback that la- last year that was 
really, really bad, and he was tweeting about things about his uh, comp- like he, he used to be in Kansas City, uh, and I forget his name. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, he won a Super Bowl. I forget his name. He was tweeting about stuff. Anyway, I'm getting vibes that maybe that could be maybe a similar situation where Chandon Sullivan ultimately was like a scrap heap guy that maybe the Vikings maybe eventually phase out. But just like Zedarius, if a former Packer is going to play motivated, they're definitely going to do it against their former team week one. So again, 28-24. I'm Ryan. I'm drinking that purple Kool-Aid, baby. I want this. I really do. But you know what? I could totally easily see that score being 28-24 Packers. I really am. This, this is very, this is, they're going against Aaron Rodgers. This is a Believe very losable me, game. I, I know I'm sounding very optimistic now, but this was a very much of a, more of a flip of a coin situation oh, than sure. I'm making it out to be. For sure. Bashad. Breland. Bashad Breland, mm, yes. There it is. Yes, I'm worried that maybe Chandon Sullivan may be a Bashad Breland 2.0. I hope I am wrong. I hope he puts up a 100 PFF score and picks off Aaron Rodgers 25 times. <laughs> That's not hyperbolic at all. <laughs> right, right. IMO. This will so. be a huge, if they can come out and win this game, I think it'll set things up for the future very well. Yes. Very yes. well. Because yes. winning that game in Green Bay at the end of the season is going to be Tough because they'll have that chemistry, they'll have that camaraderie. Aaron Rodgers will have his go-to guys, and they they'll at that point know how they want to run their offense. Well, so I think that I think I won't I won't go as far as to say it's a must-win or anything like that because it's Week One. But uh, I think you I think you want to have this one. I think absolutely. you want to go if there was a, if there was a game to go get the Packers, this is the game to go get yep. the Packers. And but no worries though, you got that bounce back game against the Eagles week two, right? It's all good. It's all good. If you lose that one, you'll get to one and one. Don't worry about it, baby. Don't worry about it. Nah, your Eagles are gonna be pretty good. They're gonna be good. I do have AJ Brown in one of my fantasy leagues, so yeah. I think I saw that you had him too. I have him in all three of my leagues. I have the. I have the. I have Jalen Hurts. Of course you do. AJ Brown and the Philadelphia Eagles defense in every every league. Of I'm course in. you do. Because I just believe those three aspects of the team will be very successful. Fly Eagles, but, fly right. Yes, fly sir. Eagles, fly. Yes, sir. And uh, go Vikes. And, and go, go Vikes. Go baby, go. Except week two. Except yeah, week except two. week two. Except sorry. week two. I'm sorry. Uh, do you guys mind if I say? Two things about the Twins really quick. And that's kind of the point. I just want to make this really quick because we just went on and on about football. It's here, man. Week one. It's ready. Please, Minnesota Twins, don't let me get lost in football entirely. Please. I know you're only one game out of the division and you're still six and four in your last 10. You're in New York right now and that's always a gauntlet. But... You're only three games over 500. I mean, the AL Central is an absolute mess. It really is. It's going to be a very pitiful division, whoever comes out of that. I love baseball. I love playoff baseball. It's the thing that really got me to fall in love with sports in the first place. I mean, you guys see me wear this Twins hat every single damn time you see me, right? Actually, most, mostly a- mostly because I just don't want to do anything with my hair. I'm going to haircut on Friday. Thank goodness. It, this thing needs to be absolutely lopped off. But I am on the precipice of being just lost in like the red zone experience. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I had my, we all had our fantasy drafts this weekend. I got Jonathan Taylor in both of my leagues. Ooh. What up? What pick did you have? Uh, so I had number one overall pick okay. in my family league, but the other one was auction. And that's why I also had Christian McCaffrey on ah, my team too. Okay. In a 14 team league. That's nuts. I have McCaffrey and Taylor. If I lose it, I'm going to lose it. Seriously. <laughs> like I don't and I won the championship last year so I was like screw it. I'm going to gamble. I'm just going to do whatever and so like all right, these are pretty good values. Let's do it. And uh we'll see what happens, but if like those guys don't score like 20 points every single week, I'm going to I might be a little PO'd. I'm yeah. going to be a little PO'd. Anyway, see, this is the whole point. 
I was talking about the Twins, and it turned into a tangent of football. Please, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Twins, keep my attention, please. You can still do this. There's still plenty of time. I believe you still have seven games against Cleveland, the team that's ahead of you in the division. I believe you also have like seven games against the White Sox, too. So there is plenty out there in terms of game potential to keep Twins fans' interest, but football season is upon us. And if this September doesn't get a little bit more hot for the Twins, then, ugh. I, I, I'm afraid that football will completely uh, consume me. I really am. And I, and I love baseball. I love competitive baseball. And they, they are competitive. It's for a division. But, man, man, like, yeah. we're, we're here. And I just kind of feel like I'm ready. I'm just ready for football. And I still I still want some fall baseball. I really do. So that's that's really all I got to say. That's really all I got to say about the Twins. Um, I do want to talk about the Loons, too. Um, man. That, tough, tough week. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I don't really know what exactly to say because um, pretty much in uh, the media, yeah, it was pretty much the toughest week all season. You lose three nil to Real Salt Lake, and then you have the biggest game all year, AJ, FC Dallas at home. Um, you know, pretty even first half, I would say. I was able to watch most of the game. I thought both teams got, you know, decent opportunities for the most part, but then those four minutes from – the 54th minute to the 58th minute for Dallas, it was just the floodgates. What happened? Yeah, so going back to Wednesday, they rotated a lot of the front three, so you're not seeing, like, Reynoso and, you know, the main mm-hmm. guys up front, and he's been battling injury here, so maybe that yeah. played a factor as well, too. But it's a quick turnaround because you have two games in the week, so you got to think about fatigue and everything like that. Um, a team that's now lost Bakai Debasi on the back end who is going to lock things down defensively and at least help them to more than they have uh, this past week. Uh, The Salt Lake game was tough because that was just 90 minutes of just this team that's they're clawing and trying to get back into this playoff race, and now they have. They're just looking better than you. So I can maybe excuse it because they didn't have their main guys. It's like you want probably a point or whatever here, but sure. You got to win against Dallas. You got to at least draw against Dallas. And it looked fine because – it was it was a good game up until halftime, yeah. and then it come out of the half. And um, I I was here in the studio. I got up to go to the bathroom, and I <laughs> oh, came no. back, and it was three to zero. You missed every single one. Yeah, I, well, oh, yeah, I, I, I know it was quick, but wow. Yeah, no, I it, it you know I went uh, went to the bathroom quick, walked downstairs. <laughs> I got uh, got something to eat real quick from the cafeteria here at the Hubbard Studios, and uh, I came back, and yeah. And I texted wow. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Harrison, and at the at Allianz Field, I was like, "Hey, what just happened?" He goes, "I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know." So, yeah. but it, I, it was uh, it was tough. It, it was. Very I, I texted game. a friend that was at the game too, and they literally gave me the same exact answer. I don't know. I went, "What the f is going on?" Because I, I was sitting there watching it live too, and it was just like jaw drop after jaw drop after jaw. I mean that that first own go off a of boxel was just brutal, and I don't really know how much you can really do about that in a situation like that. But yeah, it just. Uh, man, I've, I've and I've been casually viewing MNUFC for the last couple of years. I have not seen a four minutes stretch like like that since they've been uh, moved up to MLS. It was it came at the literal worst possible time of the season. It really did. Yeah, I mean they had a like a fifteen minute stretch. I want to say against I want to say against Portland earlier this year in like their four four draw just because they were up three one at one point in yeah. that one and then had just a terrible fifteen minutes. Um, and speaking of Portland. <laughs> they 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 travel to Portland this Saturday. It's a late night game, eight thirty pregame. You can hear that on fifteen hundred ESPN 
or uh, on scorenorth.com or on the scorenorth mobile app which is totally free and you can hear all of our other amazing scorenorth uh podcast shows everything like that each day mm-hmm. uh, but it's a nine o'clock kickoff <laughs> you got to get something going on there because that is uh the the first of five final games in the regular season i was talking uh the past couple weeks about how wow they're looking to probably just close out a, a home playoff spot right. and all this stuff. They've now dropped out of home playoff spots down to fifth. That being said, they have a game in hand on the teams in front of them. So if they, if they could easily, by the time we talk next week, be back up into third and be back in that same position. Um, but they're going to have to do something here. Cause you play Portland who they're, they're a good team. And this, this matchup, if you're going to watch a loons game all year, this is probably the one, these two teams, they don't, nobody really talks about, they hate each other. Hmm. They hate <laughs> each other. Um, and there was an eight-goal explosion between the two of them earlier yeah. this season. Um, now it's over in Portland, and it's a big game for for Minnesota because they have to get things back on the right track here. Uh, Portland, they're still trying to battle out for a better playoff spot as well. Um, and then before, at, and then following this, you take on LAFC, which are the top team in the Western Conference um, on Tuesday. Before you round it out with three games that you should mm-hmm. win, but you never. No, I guess, but uh, but yeah, Portland this weekend is going to be a, a little bit of a tough test for yeah. for them. If they can get a point, if they can walk out of there with a point, I'm going to chalk that up as a win. And we're going to be missing Fragapani for that one too because he got the red card, yes. right? Yes, with the with the second yellow mm-hmm. in in that game. And then is Ray going to miss the next couple games? Didn't Heath say mention that he might take a couple games off now and get him for the last stretch? Maybe it's... he dude. That was the most I've ever seen Reynoso beat up in any game I've watched. He, I mean, by the time, what I don't know what time he got taken out of the game, but he was just, there was a shot of him on the camera, just feet up, giant ice packs mm-hmm. around that ankle that was aggravating him all game. Is he going to potentially well, be available? he got taken out with a very nasty tackle mm-hmm. right before halftime. And watching it, because I could see the replays, I was like, there is no chance. I was talking to Jonathan between uh, breaks and the halftime show. I was like, hey, there's no chance that he's coming back out because he's going to go sit down and they're going to whatever. And then as soon as he puts weight on, yeah, that thing's going to be dead. Up. He came back out and he played for however long until it just he couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see not if but when he comes back because they're going to want him to get him back out there. He's their <laughs> most dynamic player. Um, it's it's going to have to be of something short of a miracle to get him back. You know, I I bet he doesn't play this this weekend. I would, I doubt that they do anything with him. LAFC mm. unless he's for some reason feeling a lot better. The final three games, I think maybe he'll be back for, but uh, you're not going to see him back to 100. percent For a guy that's been working less than 100 percent for a majority of the season, um, it's it's going to be tough to see kind of what they can do with him mm-hmm. and how much he can do coming back from from this ankle injury yeah brutal week brutal week can only it literally can only get better yes. <laughs> it literally can only get better and uh yeah hopefully things go well in portland by the way i, I out of any mls stadium i want to visit i want to visit uh portland timber stadium that one looks so cool i'd love to do like a little pacific northwest tour go up to seattle and stuff like that go check that out yeah, I don't know the, why. the crowd there is always fun. Too. Yeah, they have you ever do. been out there? No, I. That's that's a little too far okay. west for me. I, I, I <laughs> hey, not too far. And I just I don't travel. Hey, much, I know a guy so. that lives on a marina on a boat just north of downtown Portland. If you need a guy to crash, that's I can sweet. let you crash on his boat oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, give me Indorf's his a cool guy. Yeah, Indorf's a real cool hey, guy. Give me his number too. All right, that sounds good. We to can me. all go together. We could, do, go. we could do a taxi squad live from the <laughs> live from the boat. He would love that. Would be fun. And he'd be a very interesting guest, too. Very interesting guest. He's basically a hippie. He's a cool guy. <laughs> so, 
All right. Uh, yeah. Hopefully like everything. A, my microphone is falling apart. I don't know if you guys can see this. It's yes. like the, yeah, I, I, can see, I don't. Yeah. I, maybe you guys should talk while I figure this out. Before we probably got to wrap things is up. That gonna, soon. Yeah. We yeah. Got, we are. We <laughs> yeah. We are. I just wanted to quickly give a shout out to the Minnesota Gophers football team because oh, yeah. they had a oh, great man. weekend as well. I um, they just completely dismissed um, New Mexico State, thirty-eight to zero. See you, Jerry. Um, so shout out to those guys for getting that W. Tanner Morgan, 13 of 19, 174 yards. Um, Mo Ibrahim is back. That's huge oh, for man. the – Oh, my what God. What Achilles. So what man. Achilles. So he's back. 21 carries, 132 yards. Um, tra- uh, uh, Trayson Potts also had a pretty solid game. Yep. 17 carries, 89 yards, a touchdown. I forgot to mention Ibrahim had two touchdowns. Two, two touchdowns. Tutties. So what big time welcome back to him. Yeah. Um, they got another matchup coming up this Saturday. If I can get back to the schedule Gotta here. still be non-conference, right? Yeah, they're playing you know. Colorado. They're playing oh, Colorado. Oh, uh, is that here or there? That is that? here in Minnesota. Okay, gotcha. So they are – oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Take that back. They're playing Ooh. Western Illinois, but that is still oh. in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, so they're playing Western Illinois um, on the tenth at eleven a.m. That is this Saturday. So everyone, make sure you tune into that. Um, And then they follow that game up with a game against Colorado. That should also be a win. And then that should lead us up to the highly anticipated matchup against Michigan State, who was ranked fourteenth in the country at the moment. So I'm looking at a three and O start for the Gophers. Leading up into that matchup, keep running that football. Keep handing that ball off to Mo Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. Keep getting everybody involved. Keep be, keep being dominated. Oh, my God, the defense. I don't see a keep loss. Dominate. I, I, keep, I'm keep blind, dominating so I defense. can't see anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Keep dominating on defense, and I think the Gophers will have a very successful season. I, dude, I've seen people pick them for the Rose Bowl. Oh, like hey, people on like hey. Fox and ESPN. I like, I like and, how they look. I yeah. like how they look. And, and I don't know how good the Badgers are going to be every yeah. year. I don't know. I, I mean, they're typically always good. But until, I mean, they, until they realign these divisions, honestly, it's been like the Badgers or Iowa's to lose. And then every now and then, Northwestern, those nerds sprinkle in a trip to the Big Ten championship game to get roasted by Ohio State. So, yeah. The only thing that yeah. gives me trepidation about them is Tanner Morgan because Tanner Morgan is kind of hit or miss. Which is why the run game has to be hitting. Is he the oldest guy in college football right Gotta now? Be. He's definitely the baldest. That was so mean. I'm so sorry. He, he might be the oldest, <laughs> though, legit. He's, so he's, he, he, he's, his game is a little... He's uh, like what? When the run game can't get going and you got to rely on Tanner, it gets kind of shaky. So. I mean, I, he's... I, I'll Like, flat out honest, I don't watch too much college football. It's just not my, it's just not my jam. You admit it, finally. Yeah. I don't um, watch a ton, but I do watch the Gophers. Like, I am yeah, starting to watch this. Since I, I moved out here, I've been um, watching the Gophers a I lot. did catch a good chunk of that Ohio State-Notre Dame game, though. I, I, I like to check in when it's like top five teams, you know, yeah. even yeah. if it's like very well, that, early. Well, well, that's... My issue with it is... There's four teams that get picked. To, I know. To, like, it's boring. It, it, it is one of the few sports where it's a panel of people. I mean, I'm not talking about like you know <laughs> gymnastics or whatever, yeah. where or like you know um, you know dance uh, like dance line yeah. or whatever. Anything that's but this judged. is like you you can you can arguably go undefeated, and then because your schedule wasn't tough enough and gym anonymous guy in <laughs> Illinois was like, well, they, I don't like them. Uh, you can just not have a chance to play for a national championship. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. ridiculous. And then, you know, it's not, and I understand that's just how it is, but it's not fun to know, like, all right, and it's going to be Georgia, Alabama. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what's um, the what's the, where's the fun in the Gophers winning thirty eight to nothing over New Mexico State? Well, I hope it's because they just expanded to twelve teams. Hopefully by twenty twenty six. Hopefully they need to that, do that now. Now I, I understand is, that. Why does that have to take that many years? Yeah, because say, because they've got these stadiums lined no, up in the future no. and stuff. They got like the Peach Bowl lined up three years in advance with these venues, so they got to work around that kind of you stuff. You know how much more they got these money, venues booked well in advance. You would, have, you would have so much more money if you just did it. You're probably right, and a lot. <laughs> more competition. You could do it this year. You could do it this year. You probably could. Yeah. I don't care about they the legal stuff. The playoffs quick. You, ha- you have so much money from these college <sighs> kids. Just cut those agreements off. You know how much money you're going to make back? <laughs> so much more. It's true. Just expand it. And then uh, I don't. You're all well. You're gonna have Alabama beat up on New Mexico State in the first. I don't care. You, you who was the UMBC in the first round? Uh, uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. They weren't supposed to win, and look what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's True. what's going to happen. Especially in the sport of football, anything, anything can happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're expanding the playoff at least in some capacity. Twelve's a lot, to be honest. Twelve is a lot, but I think it'll make things more competitive, and maybe we'll save it from. This pure and utter conference realignment stuff that's going on. I, I can't keep track of any of who's in the Big Ten, who's in they're the doing, SEC now. It's crazy. They're doing 12 teams? Who? Oh, oh yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah. This got so what, that, so, so what does that, hold on. So what does that mean? So that means. 12 teams can make the college football how playoff. How many teams get a buy in that then? Why I would you don't give them a buy? I don't know. Make, make. <laughs> If they're supposed to win, then make them play and let them win. I, don't I think AJ watches more college football than he gives on. No, I'm I, passionate. I, I, it, it sounds like college football just <laughs> like it sounds like I struck a nerve by bringing up the Minnesota Gophers. That's just beating <laughs> New Mexico State. We by have these people making these Jerry decisions. Kill's not even in the room. Wow. <laughs> the, the, the NCAA has been stealing money for, from these kids for so long, and now you're not. Now you're twelve is such a weird number. Who is making these decisions? <laughs> a bunch of Who? old white guys in a room in Indianapolis. It's, <laughs> seriously, it's I. I would rather. It be, I know I just said expand it. I would rather it be eight than twelve. Yeah, yeah. I would rather it be eight. It's yeah. either eight or sixteen. Yeah. Don't do twelve. Why do they get a buy? Everybody's got to play. Make them play. Whatever. I. That's that's it's enough. I want AJ to be the NCAA commissioner from now on. Yeah. And first thing I want you to do is disband it in your first act <laughs> as commissioner. Just get rid of it it's, entirely. It's like you're already playing these games. Yeah. Why would you not? You are all about making money. Yeah. You're all about making money. Well, we work in radio. Be careful. You now. could do. You could do. What? What is that? Two more games. You could do two more games mm-hmm. and yeah. make that much more money. <laughs> you could, and that's and it, what you want. It would yeah. be exciting. It would be Think something about all that the everybody Gatorade would advertisements yeah. and the progressive halftime shows and the KSC the Dr. Pepper extra, tosses. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Why are we doing whatever? Show me the money. Anyways, all right. Jerry Maguire over here. You make a lot of good points. You really do. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. To the Taxi Squad this week. College football would be the most passionate debate on on the podcast. I didn't either. I thought it was just something I'd be able to just. Some Packer butt, though. You know what I mean? Definitely. I thought I'd be able to to just bring the Gophers up. (laughs) Okay, go Gophers. You got to let us know, bro. Yeah, I should have. I didn't. Full disclosure, that was on the Fly for everyone. So wait till know. wait till St. Cloud State hockey gets started. My oh dude. boy! Then yes. we're gonna then we're gonna hit a nerve there. But thank you all for tuning in to the Taxi Squad this week. Make sure you guys give us a five star rating on whatever platform you guys are listening to this on. Go Vikes! Go all Minnesota sports teams. I mean, come on now. This is Artist Woods with AJ Fredrickson and Jason Stormer. We are signing off. We will catch you guys on the next episode of Taxi Squad. The new era of Thursday Night Football is here, and it's only on Prime Video. 
This Thursday, the Philadelphia Eagles bring their high-flying offense to Houston, where the Texans look for an upset. Pre-game coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, with TNF Tonight delivered by Little Caesars, live from Houston. It's the Eagles and the Texans, only on Prime Video. See Amazon.com slash watch TNF for details.